Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out, and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey, girl. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. We are in week Yes, he says. We are in week 16 of our Bible reading plan. I'm excited that we've been pushing. We've been getting it done week in and week out. And I'm excited to keep going with y'all. Before I even get into the episode, right off the bat, I just want to encourage you to keep going. I know it can be hard to keep up with something that is for the whole year. I know it can be easy to just say, oh, it's no big deal. I just, I don't have to do it anymore. But there's such a beauty and consistency and staying with God's word. Even if you've missed some days, even if you've missed some weeks, pick up where you left off, keep going, do what God is calling you to do. Get in his word. This is going to be how we transform our relationship with God and get to know him better. And especially if you're called to be a teacher, a leader, someone who's going to be sharing the Bible with others, it's great that we go through it and know it for ourselves. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be C.S. Lewis. You don't have to even attend seminary. But it is important for you to get in the Bible and know the word for yourself. And I get it. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard for me to even prepare the content. It's hard for me to record the podcast episodes each week. That's just keeping it real. It doesn't mean that I don't like what I'm doing. I love reading the Bible, but I'm human and I get tired just like you do. And there's times when I just don't feel like it, but I press through because I know that this is important for us to all do together. And so I just want the same for you. So get in this word today. A couple of announcements before we get into the reading. If you haven't already, sign up for our newsletter where you can get weekly updates of what we got going on. You can find that in the show notes. I'll post a link there. Also, make sure you check out our YouTube channel where we have some new videos that are uploaded and we have some new videos coming out soon. So super excited about those. There's a bunch of links in the show notes of different things that you can check out with Christian Girls Pop. So make sure you do just that. If this is your first time tuning in, hey girl, welcome. We are doing a year long Bible reading plan. So you can pick up here or you can pick up in January. And for my girls that are back for week 16, welcome back. I'm excited to get into this week with you. Also, I haven't announced this in a couple weeks, but if you ever have any questions that you would like answered on the podcast, make sure you send those in. You can send them to the DMs on social media, or you can send an email to christiangirlspop at gmail.com, and I'd love to answer on the podcast. I'll keep you anonymous, but your question may be the question that a lot of other people have, and this will be a great way for other people to be blessed as you get your answer as well. So make sure you send those in if you have any questions. Before we get into this reading, let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, thank you so much for another week. I thank you that your word is alive. It speaks to us. It meets us right where we are in our situations. I thank you that we have the opportunity to even be in relationship with you. Thank you for dying on the cross for us as we celebrate you this week. Thank you for being exactly what we needed, which was a savior. I thank you that you have come into every single one of our lives and saved us from darkness 
And for those that maybe haven't accepted you as Savior, I pray that they get to know you through this word and through this teaching and that they say yes to you and allow you to be Savior of their lives as well. We thank you for this time. Bless this teaching and I pray that it is honoring to you. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So for week 16, which is starting with day 107, that's Sunday, April 17th, the reading is Deuteronomy chapter 33 and 34 and Proverbs chapter 17. In Deuteronomy chapter 33, we see Moses giving a final blessing to the Israelites. These are what you would kind of think of like his last words. He knows that he's dying soon. And so he goes and gives each tribe a a blessing specifically for them. And then in chapter 34, Moses dies. And it's kind of sad. We've been rocking with Moses for a while. You know, we're not the Israelites. We weren't there physically walking on this journey with him. But we've been studying Moses for five books now, (laughs) y'all. Five whole books. And now my boy's dead. You know, it kind of hits a little bit. But RIP, man. Um, So Moses dies. And now if you look at chapter 34, verse 9, it's official. Joshua is the new leader and he is going to continue on picking up where Moses left off and take the Israelites into the promised land. Remember, if you actually scroll back up to 34 verse 4, we re- we are reminded once again that Moses is not allowed to enter the promised land because of his disobedience in past chapters, past books, and God kept his word and did not allow him into the promised land. But Joshua is going to be the one to take them there. So Joshua is our new leader. So that's what we see in chapter 34. And this concludes the book of Deuteronomy. We have gone through the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the New Testament and are attributed to be mostly written by Moses. And now we are moving into a new era. So I'm excited. Y'all, you made it through Leviticus and Deuteronomy, which are some hard books in the sense of like, they can seem boring, right? And I've I've taught it in a way that hopefully that we can understand how it can apply to us today and what we can learn from it because we can always learn from everything that there is in scripture. But I get it. There's a bunch of laws and it's not always something you want to read. But y'all, we made it through. We're pushing through. We're moving on. And so I'm excited to teach about Joshua this week. But before we get to that, let's finish off day 107. In Proverbs chapter 17, we read some more tips about wisdom. And one thing to note here, if you look at the entire chapter, note the different areas that are discussed in regards to wisdom. It hits on all areas, anything you can think of, money, finance, sex, all the things that we have in our lives, they all require wisdom and all things are addressed here in that chapter. So that's day 107, moving on to day 108, which is Monday, April 18th. The reading is Joshua chapter 1 and 2, Proverbs chapter 18, and Psalm chapter 1. So before we get into today's reading, let's introduce Joshua, the book of Joshua. So we know that the actual man, Joshua, is the leader of the Israelites now who will carry them into the promised land. And one of the key themes that we can see here in this book is victory through faith. You will see time and time again of how their faith in God and how their obedience in God led them to victories over different battles. And one of the big victories is that they finally enter the promised land. Spoiler alert, we are almost there, y'all. I feel like we're, y'all know like when, um, when Christmas comes around and the radio stations do the thing where they like track Santa Claus coming, you know, that little whole made up thing of, oh, where Santa Claus is today. That's how I feel like reading these books and, and going through the going through these books with y'all. I feel like we're tracking the Israelites on the journey to the promised land. 
So Joshua has been mo working with Moses for years. He's been working under him, learning from him. He's basically been kind of like getting mentored or discipled by him to be the next leader. And so now it is time for him to step up and take that role. And so that is what we will see here. This is definitely a different pace than what we've seen in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, which were mostly about laws and... Um, commandments now we're moving back towards more of the plot based reading where we're reading um actual live events in the sense of like like it's set up like a story so you have your plot your characters your setting you're watching it unfold it's like reading an action book kind of thing so um if that's been something you've been missing we're back and it's going to be good. So in Joshua chapter one, God speaks to Joshua and he's encouraging him. He's letting him know, you know, like to not be afraid. He's encouraging him to move forward with what he's called him to. He gives him instruction on how to instruct the Israelites on what to do next. And um, one cool thing about Joshua, we're going to really see this as we go through the chapters. But Joshua is a really good leader. He's human. He's human. And he makes some mistakes along the way. But Joshua is such a good leader. He really looks out for his people. He really listens to the voice of God. And you'll see that time and time again here in scripture. But we see in chapter one that it's time for Joshua to officially lead the people into the promised land. It, but God is basically telling him like, look, it's go time. A couple things that I wanted to note here. First, the main theme in chapter one is to be strong and courageous. We see that about four, five, six times in this first chapter. And so it's an encouragement. And with that, I wanted to just address the part that with God speaking to Joshua, God is calling him to a really big assignment. He's calling him to fulfill a promise, a prophecy that has been um, established for generations now that's been waiting to be fulfilled and now it's happening and God is calling Joshua to do this this is a really big deal and notice the encouragement notice the affirmation notice the instruction that is given to Joshua by God before he enters the promised land this is something really important for us to note that we can apply to our own lives that when God is calling us to things no matter how big it is no matter how scary it is we can trust him because we know that he's going to be with us that he's for us that he has prepared the way and so all we have to do is walk in that and as you are walking in faith really be receptive to hear God's voice to see how he speaks to you and give you that encouragement as well it may be through songs through people through nature through his voice whatever it is listen to that and and, and be receptive to that voice so that's chapter one in chapter two we see that Joshua sends spies into the promised land once again to kind of you know stake out the area let's see what we're working with once again we're about to we're about to go in so let's really look around and see what we got going and um, we read about Rahab, who was the prostitute that was used to actually help the spies and hide the spies while they were there in the land. And let's note the fact that, you know, it was noted that she was a harlot, a prostitute. This was something that it was very looked down upon. It's still looked down upon in culture, but definitely more so in that day. But one thing that we can see here is that God will really use anybody and he knows what he's doing if you actually think about it so she hid the spies in her house and it actually wouldn't be uncommon for men to be at the house because that's what she was normally doing on a day-to-day -day basis so no one even saw it as something unusual and that was actually the best place for them to be so God will use anybody God is sovereign enough to know what he needs and how he can use whatever he needs to use and, and Rahab really had reverence for the men of God. She, she really had such a vital part to play. And then something just, I just want to point out as a spoiler alert here, she's known as a prostitute and you know, that's, that's the 
basically how she's known throughout the land as well. But actually, if you skip over to Hebrews chapter 11, which is known as the Hall of Faith or the Faith chapter, she's actually mentioned in that chapter as being used by God. And the way things worked out, she ended up actually being in the lineage of Jesus. So God will literally use anybody. He can turn anything around. Don't doubt God. So moving on to Proverbs chapter 18, it's some more tips about wisdom, some more life hacks, as I like to call them. And then in Psalm chapter one, we read the Psalm about the blessed one. Who is the blessed one? The one that reverence God, the one that honors God, the one who meditates on his law. And that's some congruency that we can see here in today's reading. In Psalm chapter one, verse two, it goes hand in hand with Joshua chapter one, verse eight. Both scriptures talk about meditating on the law day and night and how that brings prosperity, success and blessings. So that's Monday's reading. Moving on to Tuesday, April 19th, which is day 109. The reading is Joshua chapter 3, 4, and 5, and Proverbs chapter 19. In Joshua, so y'all bear with me. We got a lot of notes because it's getting good. We got a lot of good stuff up in here, okay? So in Joshua chapter 3, we read of the Israelites crossing the Jordan. Y'all, they're finally making it into the promised land. Oh my gosh, they're finally there. And... There's so much here. There's so much good stuff. A couple things I want to point out real quick. I'm going to just get, hit some bullet points. And Joshua 3 verse 3, it's talking about how they had to follow the Ark of the Covenant and let the Ark of the Covenant lead, which was symbolic of God's presence being housed there. That's symbolic for us today because that's how we should follow into anything that God has for us, any promise. We should be following God's presence and letting him take lead. And so as they're crossing, they actually cross the Jordan River on dry land. Doesn't this sound familiar? This is very similar parallel to Moses bringing the Israelites out of Egypt by crossing the Red Sea and walking across on dry land. So it's almost like a, it's a really full circle moment. And that's how God works. Like he does things so well. And think about it. This was familiar to them. This was a reminder of, oh yeah, God did this before and he's doing it again. It also not only was a reminder, but it was something that they could be comforted in because they knew, okay, God did this last time and we made it across fine. So I know that he'll do it again. God is so intentional about the way he does things. Like if he wanted to, he could have just like teleported them across. He could have just like put them in a magic cloud or a magic carpet like Aladdin and just flew them across the water. But he wanted to do it that way to remind them, hey, I'm still God. I'm still leading you. I got you. In chapter four, Joshua creates a remembrance altar using stones at the bottom of the river in the in the Jordan. And it's used as a way for, and it's literally said that in scripture, it's used as a way for others to be reminded of what God did and how God brought them across and something that you could do is set up your own memorial um I remember one time I actually bought stones regarding a specific situation in my life and I wrote down different dates of how I saw God move regarding that situation in different ways and I would just collect the stones I still have the stones actually I gotta find them but I still have the stones somewhere where it's just a good reminder of like wow God really did something that day God really did something that other time wow God really moved here so yours doesn't have to be stones it can be whatever you want to be it could just be a journal where you just write down what God is doing I have one of those too but really just Remember what God is doing because you can look back on those times when you're struggling, when you're having a hard day, when it's hard to walk in faith. You can look back and see how God is already blessed and already moved and watch him do it again. In chapter five, we see the circumcision and, and the Passover that take place and Joshua meets with an angel of the Lord. So a very like supernatural type chapter. 
And the reason they were circumcised, remember, they've been wandering in this wilderness for generations. And so this new generation that's entering into the promised land has actually not been circumcised because they've been on this journey. So now that they've made it to the place where God wants them to be, this is a way to consecrate themselves. And so um, the men were circumcised. And then another thing to note here, if you look down at chapter five, verse 12, the manna is no longer being provided. Remember, God has been providing food from heaven for them for 40 years. That's insane. And so now God no longer has to do that because they're where God wants them to be. And so now they're in a land of milk and honey where everything is flowing in abundance. Now they get to just enjoy what God has for them. And that's us. We get to enjoy that now. God has provided for us in certain situations and certain times. But when you get to where God needs you to be, he's like, baby girl, just live your best life. Like enjoy this moment. And like I said, in chapter five, Joshua also speaks to the angel of the Lord. We see that starting in verse 13. And we just see that Joshua really acknowledges the holiness of who he's speaking to. So that's Joshua chapter three, four, and five. Moving on to Proverbs chapter 19, we read some more wisdom tips. And if we look at Proverbs 19, there's actually several moments of congruency between that chapter and Joshua chapter three and four. It's regarding being obedient and having that fear of the Lord, which was something they had to do in order to get to the promised land in order to obey Joshua and trust that he was the man of God that was leading them correctly. So make sure you check out those moments as well. Moving on to day 110, which is Wednesday, April 20th. The reading is Joshua chapter 6 and 7 and Proverbs chapter 20. In Joshua chapter 6, the Israelites conquered Jericho and the Jericho walls come down. Y'all, this is a Sunday school story. You probably heard it growing up. There's songs about it. And it's a cool moment to just keep on with the Israelites reading up to this point of seeing the battles that they're starting to win. God gave them very, very, very specific instructions. Well, first he actually gave them to Joshua. Joshua relayed them to the people. He gave specific instructions that they had to follow correctly in order for the miracle to happen. Remember, God is a specific God. We talked about this several weeks ago. He's specific in the instructions that he commands and he wants things done a certain way for a reason. So we have to make sure that we are in a place where we are not just doing things our own way, but that we're really taking time to do things as God wants them to be done. They actually obeyed as they needed to, which is kind of surprising because you know the Israelites be cutting up, but they actually <laughs> obeyed God correctly and the miracle happened. The Jericho walls came down. They they were able to conquer the city, this mighty, mighty city. The, the reason that we talk about the Jericho walls because they were it was a very fortified city, which means the walls were really built up. It was a means of security for the city. It's a lot harder to conquer the city that way, but with God's help, they were able to do just that. In chapter 7 of Joshua, we see the consequences of Achan's sin, and it really had a big part to play. So God had told them to go into the city and destroy everything, and the reason he had done that was so that they wouldn't be tempted to fall into their worship, to take on their culture, which was not pleasing to God whatsoever. And so God was like, I need you to destroy all of it. Akan decided to keep some stuff for himself instead of destroying everything and that ended up causing a big old problem for everybody. Because of what he had did and, and not obeyed God, they the Israelites actually lost a battle and so now Joshua was like, "Man, what are we doing? Like we just got here and we're already being killed." But he didn't realize that it was because one of his little peoples were disobeying God. So that guy ended up being killed off. 
And this just really shows us like what God is asking of us. He needs us to do it exactly how we say. This doesn't mean we'll be struck down. It doesn't mean that you won't be struck down. I am not God. I cannot speak for him. What I can say is that he does not appreciate when we don't obey him because that means that we assume somehow, some way that we have a better understanding of things than he does, that we know best, that we don't have to listen to him as if he's not savior of the world, as if he's not alpha and omega. And so some of the major things that we can really take from this book is the importance of obeying God completely and realizing, child, we cannot hide from God. This man was trying to hide and act like it was okay. He had buried his little, his little thing that he stole from the, uh, instead of destroying that he kept, he had tried to bury it and, you know, act like it was fine. Everything was fine. God sees everything. So just obey him. Don't be out here trying to be crazy. So that's day 110. So that's Joshua. And then moving on to Proverbs 20, once again, some more wisdom tips, really good stuff in there. Make sure that you're taking time to read it. See what sticks out to you. See where there are areas where you can grow in, in regards to wisdom. So that's day 110. Moving on to day 111, which is Thursday, April 21st. The reading is Joshua chapter 8, Proverbs chapter 21, and Psalm chapter 33. So in Joshua chapter 8, we see that the Israelites defeat Ai, and Joshua reads the law to the Israelites. And so this time, something different that actually happens as they defeat Ai, they actually get to keep the spoil, which means they get to keep all the stuff that they find, any treasures, any gold, any money, any clothes. They get to keep all of that and their livestock. Now they're able to really enjoy the promised land and keep all the stuff that they're gathering as they defeat the enemy. And so they set up this really cool strategy, which you have to read about, and that's how they defeat the enemy. And then after they defeat the enemy, like I said, Joshua takes time to read the law to the Israelites. Moving on to Proverbs chapter 21, you already know what it is. More wisdom tips, more life hacks. And today we see some some congruency between scriptures. So in Proverbs chapter 21, we see a couple different times where it's talked about the mighty cities being brought down and the wisdom that's necessary for that and how the victory belongs to God. We see that back in Joshua chapter 8 of how they had to listen to God. They had to have enough uh, wisdom to just trust and obey God. And the victory was given to them because it already belonged to the Lord. And as they followed him, he was giving them the victory. In Psalm chapter 33, we talk about, we read about how God delivers and how he is worthy of praise. And we can really see that all through Joshua chapter eight. God really showed up on their behalf and he really helped them to win this battle and he's worthy of praise for that. And so for us, most of us aren't going out to the battlefield with the actual spear or in our hands or a shield, but we are fighting battles daily, spiritual battles daily. There's a lot of things that life just hits us with, but we have to remember Remember that the victory already belongs to the Lord and he will allow us to see that victory and walk in that victory as we allow him to fight for us and do things for us and not try to do them ourselves. That's the topic of today's podcast episode is about God fighting for us, the God who fights for us. It's important to know that God is always fighting for you and he's faithful to show up on your behalf every time. The thing is, is that you have to allow him to. And I spoke, I wrote about this in the newsletter for the week to those that received it. You have to be willing to surrender that control and allow him to be the one to fight that battle. It's not yours to fight. I know you're the one in it, but God is the one who can actually fix it 
win it, overcome it, conquer it. So let him be the one to do that. You don't have to take it on yourself. So that's what we see here throughout day 111. Really that concept of God fighting for us. Moving on to day 112, which is Friday, April 22nd. The reading is Joshua chapter 9 and 10 and Proverbs chapter 22. In Joshua chapter 9, we read of the Gibeonites. They actually deceive Joshua and Israel and they end up becoming servants to the Israelites. So you have to make sure to read that story. It gets juicy, but they really deceived Joshua and Israel. And the reason that they were able to do that successfully is because they had stopped asking God and consulting God. We have to see and learn from this because they had defeated the other enemy because God was with them and then and because they were obeying God. When they didn't obey God, when they disobeyed him, they lost the battle. When they didn't consult God, they also were deceived by the enemy. We have to make sure in our own lives that we are consulting God with every decision that we make. Like I said, we're not the generals going out, taking out a, a, a troop of soldiers to the battlefield, but we have a battle to fight every single day. And so we need to consult the Lord on everything that we have to do so that we can make sure that we're not being scam that we're not being tricked or cheated but that we are really walking in victory at all times so moving on to chapter 10 they're ready to fight another battle they defeat the amorites and joshua destroys joshua and the israelites they destroy several cities and so this story is really cool you may have heard bits and pieces of this passage of scripture one cool thing to note if you look at chapter 10 verse 11 is just seeing how god fought for them he literally was throwing down stuff from heaven to beat these people like that's how much god will go hard for his people like he he has all power and he will do whatever is necessary and that can be for anything that you have going on the biggest of problems the smallest of problems if you think it's small god can turn it around he can use any resource that he has any power that he has to make things happen he even stopped the sun he held the sun up in place he froze the sun and the moon to give them more time to fight this battle like y'all that's wild scripture says that this only occurs one other time in scripture and we'll get to that later on but this is it's no it's it's noted that God held the sun in place for about 12 to 24 hours to allow them to fight the battle and win the battle. Just think about it. You know, it's easier to attack your enemy in the daytime because you can see and not get, you know, caught off guard or sideswiped. And so if the sun had set, it would have been harder. So Joshua asked him to stop the, the sun and the moon and he did. Like, that's crazy. Like, imagine if you don't know what's going on and you're not involved in the war at all and you just like trying to go to sleep at three in the morning and the sun is still out and you're like what is happening you know like that throws everybody off fun fact that happens in alaska for like half the year or something like that like they get like there's a time in the year where they get like 21 to 23 hours of sunlight but then the other part of the year they get 21 to 23 hours of darkness anyways fun fact i love alaska and i know random facts like that um it's really just cool to see how joshua is allowing the lord to guide him and tell him what to do as he's conquering these cities even after the defeat of the Amorites. And he just has so much confidence in the Lord that the Lord's going to help him. He's going to do it. And I love that. So that's Joshua chapter 9 and 10. And Proverbs chapter 22, y'all, more wisdom, more life tips. At least pick one a day that really sticks out to you that you either need to work on that applies to you or that maybe you've started doing or that you just really understand like, yeah, I get that for sure. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. Make sure you're taking time to read each verse. 
Last but not least, day 113, which is Saturday, April 23rd. That's Joshua chapter 11 and 12, Psalm chapter 149, and Proverbs chapter 23. In Joshua chapter 11, Joshua and the Israelites defeat and conquer more cities. These are the northern cities this time. And God is just really out here helping them win battle after battle. Literally, when you read, it's like, and they destroyed this city, and they destroyed that city. And, like, they're just coming for everybody, coming for everything that God has for them. And we need to take that same, use that same energy, boo. Like, whatever God is calling you to walk in, walk in there and conquer everything that God has for you. Walk in there and get your inheritance that it belongs to you. God has already assigned it to you. He's already planned it for you. All you got to do is walk in it, whatever that is, your healing, your financial breakthrough, your career, your whatever it is, walk in it boldly. And in all of this, we can really see that God's word is truly coming to pass. God already told them that he was going to give them the land that they were going to be able to conquer everyone and they're seeing that now really come to pass so just a reminder that what god says doesn't come back void he didn't just say that because it sounded cool or it was just a fun thing to say but he knew that no i mean what i say in joshua chapter 12 we see a summary and recap of the different kings that were defeated under moses and joshua so they take time to mention the ones that moses defeated like sion and og and then they they mention the other ones i.e and then further on through all the different cities that they captured and the kings that were defeated um under joshua's leadership in psalm chapter 149 we read of the praise to god who helps conquer and overcome would you look at that that's what we've been talking about all week so that's definitely some congruency moments there it's reminding us that God helps us to defeat the enemies, to bind the kings, to execute vengeance, to execute the judgment that is written. God is the one that helps us do that. And then in Proverbs chapter 23, more wisdom tips, more life hacks. Find one a day that is for you. A proverb a day keeps the devil away. Just kidding. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. That's just a dumb saying, but make sure you're taking time to read and really appreciate the scriptures that are there for us. So that is the readings for the week. The overall theme is God fights for us. God fights for me. He fights for you. It's a personal thing. He will come and fight on your behalf for your battle, for your situation, your circumstance, whatever you have going on. Know that there is a God in heaven who will unleash whatever needs to be unleashed, who will do whatever is necessary to show you that you have the victory already. So that sums up the week. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you have not already, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can check us out on our website, ChristianGirlsPop.com and make sure to find us on YouTube and like, subscribe and turn on the notification bell so you can be the first to know when a new episode drops. You can just search YouTube at Christian Girls Pop. If you would like to donate to this ministry, you can donate on PayPal using the email address cgpopdonate at gmail.com or on Venmo at Christian Girls Pop. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget that.